Welcome to the Spoiler Alert Podcast, and today we have another episode of our October Halloween Marathon, and today we'll be reviewing 1932's Freaks. Freaks is pretty famous for um, just like kind of in the like classic uh, Hollywood era of like being a movie that actually casted real circus performers and sideshow side performers. It, it's kind of well known for a handful of reasons. Um, some uh, we'll get into later, but uh, before we really get into it, I'd like to encourage everybody to hit, hit the like button, subscribe. If you're watching on YouTube, check out the Spotify. If you're listening on Spotify, check out the YouTube and we're going to get started. Having never heard of the movie before. Um, did oh, no, I'd, I'd heard of it. Uh, it's just one of those I never got to see. So uh, I, I, yeah, I didn't know much beyond, uh, I think I knew it was banned in the UK. And then uh, I'm trying to th really just said it had uh, circus freaks in it and was controversial. And that's, yeah, I think that's pretty much it as far as my knowledge of it. So, and that, oh yeah, well, you were telling me it got cut extensively. So that, that I know. Yep, and uh, we'll get into a little more explanation of why that came, just so. I'll just put it this way. The Wikipedia page is almost more shocking than the film itself. Is it? In, <laughs> in a way, when you get down to explaining what happened, what actually Like behind happened. the scenes and shit? Or... Yeah, because um, uh, I suppose we can explain this portion at, at, a, at the time, is, or right now, Um is it is only an hour runtime or so just a little over like an hour three and but it was originally supposed to be an hour 30 and it went through some major cuts and part uh, a large portion of the cuts were around the final scenes and i also think there's a couple in the middle that they may have skipped but a large portion portion of the cuts came around like some gruesome scenes towards the end that are lost forever unfortunately like it's one of the sad realities of like early Hollywood movies is when they would get cut it's not even like you know a Star Wars thing where you can at least find some way to at least learn about what happened or you know what I mean or right where they're like whatever like it's literally see. lost forever <laughs> Well, I mean, that happened for largely up until DVD, you know, and then they started releasing, you know, deleted scenes and whatnot, you know, not for mm -hmm. everything. There's still stuff that gets, you know, has been lost, like, uh, like Event Horizon, some of those scenes from like Alien 3. I think there's an entire website called like lostfootage.com, like kind of, you know, for, especially for horror movies, you know, focuses in on some of the stuff that's been cut. Um, it, yeah. it, it is a shame. It does feel abrupt at the end. I mean, but um, like it wants to go full blown horror movie, but just kind of you know becomes this two minute scene. So yeah. it's still disturbing and creepy. Like, but um, yeah, yeah, I know, I know what you mean. Um, so the film actually begins in this uh, circus sideshow. Um, it's actually like some point in the future, relative to the main plot of the story. So we kind of have like a book ended type of deal here where the movie starts with this 
um, showman explaining like this freak and we don't the camera doesn't see the freak initially in the first scene um and it's, and it's like she used to be a trapeze artist and uh you know used to be a great beauty and what ha and this is what she looks like now and you just kind of like see sc screams or whatever or hear well i don't i guess they don't scream just yet um but like the next scene we get is like her on the on like one of the big swings in you know, sometime in the past when she wasn't a freak. The main plot here is that Hans, who is a dwarf, uh, he has a loving girlfriend named Frida, who's also a little person, but Hans immediately has the hots for this trapeze uh, uh, performer. And, yep, and her name is Cleopatra. And I kind of do like that, like, another, another character that comes into play is Hercules, who is actually who Cleopatra has the hots for and they kind of you know they they're kind of a thing um right. I do think it's sort of clever that they use uh I mean these are these are names that could easily be used in a real sideshow but uh they use like historically notable like beauties on both sides for like oh. you know hercules and cleopatra you know what i mean just mm -hmm. to show that kind of like objective beauty that everyone seems to worship you know yeah um i just think that's pretty clever cleopatra is immediate is like you know kind of playing cute with hans uh and asks for money and frida sees right through it and frida's like she's just using you like, I love you. She's using you. <laughs> and all the relationships among the among the freaks are like very, you know, relatable. Like, you know, they're pretty relatable, actually. Like, well, that's what I it's, it's there's very clearly a, a family unit kind of thing going on, I think. And mm -hmm. uh, I was going to say, I mean, like the movie, like, is I pretty compassionate like about its its characters i think it doesn't i mean i know the whole premise is controversial but it doesn't it's not really till the very end even that like i could you know just because it's not i mean the movie isn't like pointing and laughing at any of them so you know right i mean right um, yeah uh yeah the heart of the story is definitely on the side of of the circus freaks like i don't know it's it's kind of like i guess like an underdog story um uh, yeah, yeah. Of, of some type um like it it uses real real uh performers so there are like people with like different you know uh like i guess like well one of the things i should have mentioned is in the first scene is they brought up is the main showman showing off what was in the box uh the freak in the box was uh explained the code of the freaks, which is, uh, quote, to offend or offend one, and you you and you offend them all. So, like you were saying, with the community aspect and the family aspect, is like it is like they are what they have. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. no one on no outsider wants to like hang out with them. There's these people walking through the woods that sees the freaks playing in the woods in the daytime and they're all weirded out and they even have to just like work around times to go play with you know and outside and 
you know, just be like real people, like real people. It's all just because of how they were born, you know? Right. So it's not really fair. And then even just like the way they're presented feels like really kind of just matter of fact, like it doesn't really play up uh, the, the deformities. They're just presented as is, you know? So, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't, so I thought that was kind of interesting. I mean, cause I, you know, I, I knew it was controversial. So I was kind of like looking for where or why, I guess, I mean, you know, other, yeah, I, I'm not sure I understand entirely, but I mean, I, I think it ended up being controversial mainly just because of the gruesomeness. I'm, I could be mistaken, but I don't think, I don't think a lot of people with, you know, abnormalities or whatever really disliked the film that I've read up on. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I guess they're still being paid kind of like in a freak show to perform on, but those are still like, I think even going on at the time of the making of this movie. So I don't see- Right, like my... they were real, they were real performers. They didn't, it, yeah. it, it, it didn't seem exploitative to me. Like, and it, and it showed them like behaving like normally, like they go through probably at least five different like relationships that blossom where- uh conjoined twins each have different boyfriends oh, yeah. and like one's one proposes or whatever and one's like oh i might propose too um and then uh like we'll be seeing each other around um <laughs> it was like viola and something else i think the uh, but i only thought i only remember the the one the guy who's uh stuttering i forget his name but i i didn't know the other was gonna oh. I'll, well, there's, the, there's two different clowns. There's one that stutters. There's Frozo who ends up with Venus, right? And yeah, then... Fro Frozo and Venus are kind of like the two. I mean, they're 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 performers. They're like one's a clown, and then one I forgot what Venus does. Is Venus a baton twirler? I that's the other thing I missed. I, I don't forgot. know. Exactly. Yeah, but I mean, she's normal. That much is clear. So she's kind of like you know, like the woman that's the tra trapeze artist. So we don't right. really get. Actually, there aren't that many normal people, are there? I mean, there's, I guess there's Frozo. And the, yeah, right. And then Hercules, Cleopatra, and, and Venus are normal. And then everyone else yeah. isn't, so. And Frozo and Venus are pretty, like, always, like, very, like, nice to, uh, to like, the this, this other performers. And um, so they're sympathetic characters pretty much from the jump. Like, one thing that's kind of funny is, like, Frida vents to venus about uh hans and just like you know it's just like one of those girl talk scenes you know or like like those like girl talk things when they talk when someone's talking about someone's boyfriend or whatever oh yeah and it just well, seems very like you like you could copy and paste it and put it in a like romantic romantic comedy or whatever today right. you know what i mean like, yeah, venus had just broken up with hercules and then frida is going through this thing with hans so it's like yeah i mean yeah, because right. Hercules basically left Venus for uh, Cleopatra. Oh, yeah, right. And then, yeah, so. so it's like a weird... Cleopatra's really fucking with both both uh, Venus and Frida. Right. Yeah, they have <laughs> um, that in common. And then, like, we get some scenes with Frozo and Venus flirting. That Those are kind of clever. Like, Frozo's posing in a bath. But like, so we always, so we think that he's like naked and she's looking at him, but like, it's really just like this weird, like wagon or some type of deal. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It was just a, it was just a clever scene. And then we just really go into like some more like establishing how 
this the performers uh have normal lives like otherwise normal lives like the bearded lady has a baby with the human skeleton uh and you know everyone's around and you know kind yeah of again the communal thing where everybody rushes to go see the new baby and you know so yeah yeah um, it, it, it's very sweet that way and like as like the community goes on like 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 we were like we've been explaining um rumors of cleopatra kind of being like untrue towards hans are getting around because hans had just come into a lot of money from his from inheritance so that's why he was able to pay to pay cleopatra some some money and whatnot here and there we're introduced to the human torso who doesn't have a lot of speaking roles but he he's there towards the end and he's kind of it's kind of cool because like I mean, he doesn't have any legs or arms, but he can right. still light up a cigarette and roll it with just his mouth. So <laughs> it's just it's just a cool example of how like humans can be capable, even if they have uh, obstacles. <laughs> yeah, I suppose that's another thing. I mean, again, where it's, it's much more like, I mean, well, I don't even want to say progressive, but just like sympathetic. Than, so again, where the controversy comes in, I don't understand. If it was controversial at the time, I mean, I know, like you said, all the stuff that got cut, but I then it was it banned have... for a really long time is the other thing. So I don't understand that part of it. Um, yeah, I think it might have been the stuff that got cut. And I think it, I think seeing the real performers just made a lot of people like upset, like just upset or whatever, or like, you know didn't put him at ease or you know what i mean like we like weirded him out like but i mean it seemed honest and maybe i didn't do enough research if i missed this but i didn't find anything about like any of the performers being upset in you know in retrospect you know what i mean i think they do a pretty damn good job just just as just playing them honestly you know what i mean explain a little further that frozo is nice to everyone basically and uh venus enjoy venus likes that because he's not like hercules and uh because and because hercules like hercules like punched <laughs> he just like hercules like decked a oh uh, oh like, yeah the uh the, the half the woman man, half yeah. man right was like i think checking out hercules or something and he walked over and punched them um, yeah and it like was, i'm gonna it, give you something to look at and it was just cleopatra laughs her ass off or, I, but yeah so he's just an asshole and cleopatra's an asshole right, and that's right. about uh th- that's pretty much Wait, it. is that our first it, tell that cleopatra's well no i think it's when she starts asking for money we kind of see where that's going to go but definitively once i think she starts cackling her ass off that that would kind of get the sense that she sucks i mean yeah. like yeah so. And they basically like embody everyone that would, you know, I mean, they're in the circus too, but they kind of embody everyone. The opposite of the freaks, basically. Right. Frida uh, confronts Hans one more time and tells him that she thinks that Cleopatra's lying. um, And that's when they break up. There's a scene in one of the wagons where Cleopatra is showing off the jewelry that she bought with Hans's money to Hercules and Frida comes in and confronts her. I, I suppose like Frida kind of loses that argument, but she's basically venting and- And then uh, Frida lets slip that Hans has this big fortune. Short they, version, Frida lets slip that Hans has come into a great deal of money. 
Um, and Cleopatra definitely raises an eyebrow at that and then starts to scheme with Hercules as soon as uh, Frida leaves, uh, quite defeated. She tries to appeal to Cleopatra's humanity, but she doesn't have any really. And so, you know. And then very soon after, like, you kind of see Cleo and, and Hercules plot, plotting to kill Hans. And then we cut ahead to the wedding feast. So oh. Hans and Cleopatra have been married. So like, I think this is some of the stuff that may have been chopped up too. Like we might've actually seen a wedding or maybe a little more to it. One of the first scenes in the wedding scene that we get is Cleo poisoning Hans's drink. She keeps egging him on to drink more and more, which we hear later on that Frida would, Frida noticed that like, Hans doesn't drink that much, but she kept making him drink, making him drink. Right. Um, both Hercules and Cleopatra are very drunk at this point. So they make out without, you know, mistaking, they mistakenly make out, which, you know, is not good cover for, um, right. <laughs> for that type of what they're, for what they're trying to achieve is not good cover. Well, um, and the whole time Cleopatra is letting slip a lot of these kind of obvious insults at, you know, the the freaks and Hans and, you know, so, uh, but yeah, ultimately culminating in that kiss, which just gives pretty much everything away to Hans. He, he's very devastated. And um, really Hans is the only one that notices and the rest of the freaks are kind of partying and drinking. And that's when yeah, Frida had walked out long before because she, yeah, you know, that, I think, that, yeah, for sure. And then every, and then everyone else is doing, uh, they're like traditional like loving cup where they have like a big cup of wine or whatever they were drinking and you know this is the other thing i'd known from the movie but i'd forgotten about the like, google gobble this google is like gobble. the most famous scene of the movie where it where they chant one of us one of us mm, google yeah. gobble google gobble <laughs> one of us so that's like their initiation into the, the freaks um yeah. basically and like you know, we'll, you'll be a part of our community. We'll treat you like one of our own as they do with each other. Which and, is nice that Cleopatra absolutely hates. So then, you know, um, yeah, but yeah, she throws the wine back at them yeah. and splashes everybody and calls them freaks. And yeah, it's just, it, it's a party killer and <laughs> Like everyone leaves, but Hans and Hercules and Cleo. And even after that point, like Hans is just like fucking like depressed as shit. But even then they put, they put him on her shoulders and dance around. Oh yeah. Right. A horse or something. I don't know. Definitely not a great wedding for Hans. Um, (laughs) You can see him. He's like this on her shoulders, you know, like just, it's just, yeah. But, um, God. Yeah. So that, that's nice. But then after that, they know they fucked up if they want that money. Uh, they, you know, so they've uh, at least, I mean, well, she at least needs to stick around long enough to keep poisoning them. Um, exactly. Yeah. So they, so they kind of do a fake apology here. Um, which he's not buying, you know, which I, I, I like because after such a blatant display, I mean, you know, I don't yeah. think you'd ever, you know, but sometimes movies are like that, where like the character is a total idiot, you know. And they're like, "Oh, okay, if you're really <laughs> okay. sorry, yeah. Yeah, if you're really sorry." Yeah. Um, and uh, Hans passes out in the bed. There was like a couple freaks like looking through the windows and see, and they see it happen. 
they managed to get a doctor in there though and the doctor says that hans was poisoned and then at this point like venus because like word gets around right mm-hmm. um so venus tells hercules like we know you're trying to poison him and like kill him for his money so now that hercules knows that venus knows that comes into play later cleo is still po- poisoning hans by poisoning his medicine but hans like spits it out in a handkerchief because he's he's suspicious of her like he's he's smart enough to know as soon as she leaves hans and like some of the other freaks like start plotting and we don't really see exactly what they're plotting well i think they said you know it happens tonight which means hans must have already been in contact with them so i was keeping an eye out for places where there might have been a cut well like you said uh it happens tonight and this night's a lightning storm night and it's you know the wagons are moving uh they're moving from uh traveling circus they're moving from just to their next location right frida tells frozo what's going on so that gets frozo suspicious of hercules and and then this is intercut with a scene where where cleopatra is again trying to poison hans but some but some of the freaks are kind of around so she's trying to do it sneakily but well she ordered them all out but yeah she's you know um but they refuse to leave so she's like well i still gotta poison them so you know she yeah like you said tries to sneak it in but they all know what's up so hans looks directly at her when she does it and then like the jig is up well well he sits up you know straight like like i'm okay now you know so that's the first sign and then she looks around and they start to pull knives and uh i think like a luger or something i I, i'm not sure but um and then han says hand over the that bottle the little black bottle or whatever and you know so yeah and then he says you know you've been poisoning me this whole time uh like we said like that that scene is intercut with another scene where hercules hops out of his wagon goes in to venus's wagon and try and like kicks down the door because mm-hmm. he wants to kill venus because venus knows their plot um so hercules is bashing in the door and then frozo comes to the rescue and starts fighting with hercules and frozo's outmatched like hercules is literally like a strong man in a circus right. um but he's he's leaving it all out there <laughs> um uh, he's giving it everything he's got. And then uh, the wagon, I believe both wagons end up tipping. At least two wagons end up colliding and tipping over. And that's how Cleo gets out of her wagon. She starts running away into the woods. Hercules is like down in the mud with Frozo, like strangling him. And then one of the little people, like another like little person in the in the show, uh throw throws a switchblade it looks like right in the ribs uh gets hercules like right in the ribs uh right like maybe like right in the lungs and collapses uh, face down in the mud and you know yeah and he's just kind of like backing away from the mud and you Mm -hmm. see like the human torso with a knife in his mouth you know crawling under the carriage i think right yeah Um, and yeah and they're all just like crawling under the carriage and it's like a very like spooky scene and that kind of, and then we just kind of like cut away from that scene. And I'll explain a little bit of what, ha- what happened in the uncut version there. Um, All right. Now, then we get a shot of Cleo running through the woods. She looks back 
and they're like making their way to towards her too and then she screams yeah the guy without his lower half is like that's another kind of disturbing image because he has to run around on his hands but uh yeah, yeah it, it look it looks it looks really really scary it looks pretty damn scary like in the lightning you know yeah right yeah so um, and then she screams once more and then we get a cut back to the present day with the original like the bookend the beginning and the end with that showman explaining the freak in the box and then the audience sees what's in the box it's cleo had cleo's like, been lambed and like, right. Cleo's yeah. been turned into a freak. She's like a bird. Like it's like she's squawking, and it's 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 pretty. Well, yeah, because I don't know if they slash her throat or something. Her mouth is yeah. Off. There's yeah, so. yeah. That that's another thing that's actually okay. So maybe that's and, why it's a bit controversial. Okay, that that yeah. image might yeah. So well there's, well, there's like I think they had filmed. I think they had actually filmed the process of them doing some of that stuff. Delimiting so, her that might yeah, mutilate <laughs> her basically okay um and they had cut and they had cut that down so that's like another thing i'll leave for a surprise at the very okay. very end here and then there's one more scene which i know wasn't ah uh, like that one it the quality on that looks worse like there's an overexposure because that wasn't always the end of the movie it was one of the only cut pieces of film that was restored. Frida, Frozo, and Venus go to visit him. And then Frida starts comforting Hans. And then Frozo and Venus, who appear to be together at this point, walk out. Yeah. And it's kind of the happy ending. Happy ending. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but I don't think that one was always attached to the, to the back end. I think that was cut at some point. So that's why... Oh the quality difference is pretty stark between those two. But now just to explain some of the stuff that was cut, or at least, you know, we'll never know how gruesome and detailed they were in this, but this is an explanation of what actually happened to Hercules and Cleo. In the original version, Cleopatra had an eye gouged out, which Jesus. you can kind which you can Yeah, kind I, of, I think she was like, like eh, yeah. yeah, she had an eye gouged out, her tongue severed, so that's why she can only squawk. Okay. Her her hands were melted together, so as to like make feathers, like a, like wings. Oh, okay, All right, yeah. Um, and then her legs were amputated, and she was permanently tarred and feathered. As for Hercules, Hercules was castrated. Jesus fucking Christ! <laughs> wow. <laughs> Well, how do you even, like, I don't know how you implicate that even. I mean, I, um, that, without, well, yeah, because I mean, the Wikipedia is almost crazier than the movie itself. <laughs> but that's basically the movie. Like, I don't know. I, I really enjoyed it. It's kind of got this, like, cult following. Well, wait, uh, does Hercules survive or does he die? Or, like, I think what? he becomes, it just says they turn him into a castrato. So that means someone who's castrated. That, well, that means he must and, have lived. So he has to live dickless for the right. rest of I his think, life. I think he lived. Um, yeah. So the so, strong man isn't much of a man now. Okay. That's poetic. That's, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, so, like, that could be some of the negative thing is like showing like the freaks as being so vengeful. 
but well, so the I thing, mean, it's a movie too. Like, I mean, I don't know. Well, like, what I would say, I thought about, movies. I thought about that. That I was like, I mean, it's. I think they're made monstrous, right? I mean, at the end, you know, like, uh, it's, you know, the worst is brought out of them because they're treated as monsters, you know, by like actual kind of monstrous people the whole film, and then. I mean, you know, I, I, and obviously I mean, she's trying to kill Hans. She's, I mean, they're sort of justified, though cutting people's dicks off is a little extreme, but I mean, um, but we don't see any of that in the actual film itself. So, I mean, as it is, well, actually, I guess she's still tarred and feathered. That's pretty hardcore too. Okay. Yeah. I mean, might've been, <laughs> but she was trying to kill him and she's technically alive. So it's like, I mean, you know, kind of in like movie universes and in fiction universes like that kind of thing's like acceptable and still being like they're still the heroes you know what i mean yeah because they let her live that was really not as not because they let her live (laughs) um but like you know what i mean like like uh kill bill like she kills hundreds of people you know maybe and, batman should do that he can still maintain his no kill policy but he can like delim people and just turn them into duck things and you know that would freak everybody out they're you know <laughs> right like i don't know like i i suppose i suppose like that would be the main if people were like worried about how the freaks were represent were, were represented this might like the vengeful portion might be the only part, but the ideas are a family. And I think it works in like movie world, basically. Yeah, Not in the real world. Against... If it happened in the real world, maybe it'd be a little more fucked up. But like in movie world, it works. Um, and, and it's just important to like re- reiterate that the code of the freaks is offend one, you offend them all. <laughs> and they right. made, I mean, yeah, and they don't made fuck with the family. Right. Don't fuck with the family. Man. Don't <laughs> fuck with it. And and at the end, it's kind of poetic because they make basically the assholes of mm. of the circus like they make them into freaks because like like they're the they're like the freaks. You know what I mean? Right. Like well, they, yeah. They, now they they're as ugly as they always were you know like they were yes. the real monsters you know now um, right now they're as lo- ugly on the outside as they were on the inside well put that's kind of what that's exactly what i was trying to say okay well i i guess that's i mean that's freaks um i mean it's it's a very short film uh like i guess its impact on society is it's a you know kind of cult classic lots of people watch it like lots of people like it's kind of like a rewatchable old flick um good for halloween good for uh i I don't know it's like a good group watch movie too which it probably isn't true of all if you define this as horror i i call it a technically a horror movie it's about as scary as it gets in 1932 yeah yeah especially with the now they think of the woman at the end yeah it's probably probably a horror movie um yeah but but there's really only like what three minutes of actual horrific imagery i mean out of the whole hour it's still very brief oh okay yeah that was the other thing i was going to say it 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 keeps kind of falling in with a lot of horror movies we're doing where it's like um it'll spend a long period of time building up to an especially horrific you know uh Mm, like audition you know so that seems to be another audition and then even though martyrs had quite a bit of scary scenes through the middle like it definitely peaks 
so yeah like the like a lot of these movies just like know when to peak with their horror uh so that's that's smart uh my recommendations would be a movie like king kong it's not a horror movie but it's got that kind of same theme where it's like there's an outsider there's an outsider or misunderstood type of person or in king kong's case creature um and you know like like love dynamics along with that and then and yep uh, that was the other one okay sorry uh and then my other uh great minds think alike um uh my other recommendation would be either frankenstein or specifically the one i own or the i think i think the better one is actually like the bride of frankenstein which is even more like heartbreaking and like again similar things where the main character is like some sort of you know like doesn't isn't made to feel human by others and uh doesn't feel like they have a place and then there's the love tragedy dynamic within that uh and then what are some of your recommendations to go to dracula would would have been done a year before by by Todd, todd browning and then that's really all i know that he's done but let's see uh American Horror Story, the fourth season, I think it was, is Freak Show. Um, I haven't watched it, but it's just, it's another one. I think they use, you know, real freaks in that. And like, um, uh, well, because it even says right here, don't say it, hiss it. But uh, it was um, a 1970s, like made for TV horror movie. Um, but it does have, yeah, what's 1973. Um, but it, it it is kind of like, I saw it. I mean, it is kind of disturbing. It has, uh you know, like, again, has real, uh, I think, freak show performers in there. So, and uh, those scenes are actually, yeah, I mean, kind of, uh, well, much like the final scene at the end of this one. I mean, I think that uh, now that I think about it, it might have been the inspiration. Um, and, and then I suppose one other thing I would mention that I was kind of reading of, like, based on the time that this film was made, it could, it you know, it's made during the Great Depression. Um, so some of it might have to do, like, with the very poor and the very rich or whatever like that that was just like an idea but really it's for, and then like hans is rich at the end though so i don't i'm just i'm trying to think what that would right i i suppose like socially rich i should say you oh. know what i mean where it's okay. like you know there's the outcasts that feel like you know the country's left them behind or whatever and then like very few have stayed at least relatively wealthy and even a lot of the very wealthy people lost a bunch of money too well yeah because again well yeah there's that family you know everybody's trying to take care of each other you know and help each other out and then you have these people that you know are trying to destroy that uh, you know at the core i mean so Mm -hmm. um exactly yeah so i mean there's just a general like idea that like yeah you know it's not necessarily like a like what it's what the movie's about like totally is that specific you know well yeah i mean you could probably apply thinking but like you know it is applicable and you know if you think about when it was made so that was todd browning's freaks what score out of five are you gonna give uh the film dakota uh, i'm thinking for, for the time period uh, four and a half uh you know I, I was thinking exactly four and a half too honestly uh depending on how well the more gruesome violence were to be filmed it i it could have gone as high as five but you know it's got its limitations so it's not going to be perfect for me but i enjoyed it quite a bit no i did too and uh 
And it'll just be one of those things that, you know, people sit around and think about what might have been it, which maybe makes it all the more, you know, especially now, like, I'm like man, how would you film a dude being castrated without actually showing? I mean, if they did, who know, right? So it'll be a mystery and that keeps you thinking about it. Yeah. And again, it's a good movie to watch with a group of film of film nuts too. Like during like during like the Halloween season, like it's good to, you know, because it's a communal movie, right? And yeah, you know, oh, there, if, there you go. And if yeah. you watch it with a community of with a bunch you know, of film freaks, you a know? bunch of film freaks <laughs> or a bunch of horror nuts, like you're, you know what? You can kind of feel like you're right in the movie with them. Like it's yeah. just, and that's I think part of the cult aesthetic there. Um, wow. But. It was it was great uh, talking about this movie, Dakota, and we'll kick it off by uh, just uh, you know, Google gobble, Google gobble, <laughs> Google gobble, Google gobble. Yeah. <laughs>